Hey, everybody. Welcome to the live. Thank you for jumping in on short notice. But hey, as they say, when news breaks, we break in and we bring you the news of the day. Uh, we've got an interesting topic today. Uh, this is uh, we're, we're really uh, going to go unscripted for you today. We are going to talk about uh, the death of Doug from the Frog News Network, a good patriot man. And we're also going to talk about uh, the supposed passing of Kirsten W. Uh, Jesse will be joining me in just a moment. Uh, when we say the supposed uh, passing, what do we mean? Well, Jesse and I were discussing this before, and we want to be careful. Uh, on their t on uh, Kirsten W.'s Telegram channel, it does say that uh, she has passed, but we have not had official confirmation of that. Uh, we do know that uh, she said she was in the hospital, uh, you know, within the week. Uh, there's some strange circumstances, so we do want to uh, discuss this, and uh, and we want to keep it in an honoring thing. And yes, I, I just saw the comment. I, I know our good friend Madison has some opinions on uh, Kirsten W. I love Madison. So does Jesse. Uh, that doesn't mean we agree on everything. And I, and I, to be honest, I just don't know if the rumor is true. You know, I think it's very easy to say someone with a Chinese background is CCP. Um, I will say this about Kirsten W. Whether you enjoyed her intel, whether you did not enjoy her intel, um, you know, she was one who gave out dates often and. You know, she built things up. She did some sensationalism for sure. But one thing that is is for sure, and again, we're not we're not confirming she has passed. We're just right now going with the rumor that she has. But uh, the one thing I'll say about Kirsten is, you know, she had an incredible memory, and she was very well researched. She always brought out. Uh, Intel, she was very consistent, and you know, Jesse will confirm how hard it is to come up with material all the time and, and to even talk for an hour. Uh, it's not as easy as you might think, folks. And uh, so, just because of her ability to research and to recall, I tend to believe that uh, she is or was a patriot, and we're here to discuss that with you. And by the way, uh, later, if uh, if you were a fan of the shows, if you uh, cared about them, we want to honor you and uh, and we'll invite you to call in a little bit later on in the show. So please don't do it right now, uh, but we would uh, we'll welcome you to come on and say your piece. But it must be respectful, uh, please. Uh, you know, if if indeed Kirsten did pass, uh, we believe that Doug did. Uh, but, you know, in particular with Kirsten, I don't think many people would have some, anything bad to say about Doug. Uh, but with Kirsten, listen, she was maybe a bit controversial. Uh, for today, let's keep things respectful. And by the way, she still might be alive. Jesse is here. Jesse, good. Yes, good morning to you. <laughs> yeah, I agree with all of that. And. You know, the important thing, I think, is just to bring forward a few things that we have to say about that and really just encourage people to, you know, be in prayer. Uh, certainly, you know, for Kristen, if she's still um, with us, but also for her family, her friends and the situation. Yeah, and prayer is... You know, this is our weapon of warfare. So, you know, and we pray she is alive. Look, it, it there's so much information that's come out. Um, possibly the odds are she is gone. But we are not ready to proclaim that yet just because of a post on Telegram and different things. There was a lot of fishy things. That were, listen, and there could be perfectly good explanations. Jesse and I are not super fans. We don't follow every move of these people. Uh, but there certainly seems to be some things that are very fishy about uh, the thing that, with Kirsten. So before we get into that, let's just uh, pay tribute to Doug for a minute. Now, Jesse, were you familiar with Doug? No, I really was not. I wasn't really familiar with either of them. 
Um, I had seen one or two uh, brief clips the, from videos that Kristen W. had done, but I wasn't really familiar with either of them. Okay, so I had uh, followed Kirsten for a little while, especially when we first started our podcast, because I wanted to see what other people were saying. You know, if we're getting things wrong, we're getting things right. Turns out, Jesse, guess what I'm going to say? We were right. You were right. <laughs> we, were, we were right. <laughs> I, I, I turned the corner in 2022, Jesse. We were right. <laughs> Oh, first I like this. Okay. <laughs> uh, but let's talk about Doug. So Doug had a YouTube show, and I think he was on Rumble and things like that. It's called the Frog News Network. And I watched the beginnings of the show. He was doing a show with a guy named Mike Penny, who, uh, who's gone off and done his own show. They kind of had a bit of a split. Um, and I, but I want, I, so I don't want to talk about Mike uh, Penny at this point in time, but I will say with Doug, I really did watch the evolution of what he did and where he started out. You know, they started out like a lot of uh, channels do, you know, giving intel, reading uh, posts from the 17th letter and deciphering. And, you know, a lot of people started that way. And quite honestly, that was a little bit part of our roots, although we never really relied on that or made it a main stake of our show. But sometimes a, a decode came up and we felt it was significant. Uh, but with Doug, I saw the evolution of him really becoming a, a better man and a better Christian and a better patriot. And he went from hopium, and I think this is part of the reason why he split with the with his other original host. He went from giving out the hopium stuff to actually focusing on action and to focusing on, uh, you know, what can you do and and putting a lot of emphasis on prayer and having uh, Christian pastors come on the show and lifting up the name of God and saying, you know, no matter what, God is in charge. Uh, so, you know what, and, and I had reached out to him a couple times. I never did get a chance to, to talk to him uh, personally, although I wanted to. Uh, because I, I really felt he was missing a part of the equation and I wanted to fill in a gap for him. Uh, but I really, really liked the man and he had a, he has a young family, apparently. Uh, he's had humble beginnings. He started off as a truck driver, you know, did some things and, you know, got into podcasting and was willing to risk it all. And believe me, this is a risk when you do this sort of thing. Um, when you put yourself out there and, you know, let, for instance, even, you know, listen, the, uh, the telegram channels are under my name and, you know, with the amount of stuff that goes on there, uh, I'm kind of the one who would be held accountable for it because they're my channels. Uh, and also, you know, with what Jesse is doing, if you want to talk about risk, that probably brings it to the, to the highest level. And so Doug put himself out there. Uh, he laid his uh, his sins out bare uh, in front of his audience because I think it's important to be vulnerable to the people that you serve. And he certainly did that. He put out some of the, you know, not so favorable things in his life and, and made himself vulnerable to people and showed that he was just a uh, a real person. And so... With his passing, I just want to say uh, I'm personally going to miss uh, seeing his face on here, and we're going to certainly say a prayer for his young family and his friends that were around him. Uh, he recently actually became associated with Lynn Wood and actually had Lynn Wood on his show, which was a huge milestone for him, and we, we think Lynn Wood is one of the great truth tellers of our time right now, of course. And, uh, you know, one of the things we'll get into today on this show is it just seems suspicious to me that, uh, that Doug and, uh, and apparently, uh, Kirsten W, uh, passed on January 6th, Insurrection Day. Two truthers with pretty big audiences. On January 6th, Insurrection Day, 
is there a message in this? What say you, Jesse? Yeah, no, I think this is going to be a great discussion, Jeff. <laughs> I also find it, you know, that was one of the things that kind of was not sitting right in the back of my mind. So um, I, I say we let's bring out some of the stuff that, you know, we can bring out today. Okay, well, let, listen, let's uh, let's go right into to that part uh, for just a moment at least. Uh, so first of all, I, I think anyone who's listening to this particular show uh, knows that uh, this whole thing by the Democratic Party is a complete farce. Uh, you know, they they actually compared it. Kamala Harris compared it to uh, the attack on Pearl Harbor and to the 911 uh, when all those people died in the New York Towers. So, first of all, that's completely, uh, I'm, I'm holding back a swear word, but freaking ridiculous uh, for, for them to do this. It's nothing but a charade. Uh, this whole thing, they're trying, to, they're trying to label anyone who supports DJT essentially as Nazis. And the, and the media is assisting them in doing this. And that makes it open season to go out and uh, to, to hunt people. One of the th sneaky things that they've done, and uh, I don't think this has brought, uh, made a lot of news. I'm getting more intel on it as we speak. But did you know that, you know, the, the House Speaker, Nancy Pelosi, is in charge of the D.C. police, right? The... Uh, the police for her palace, you might say. What's right. interesting is not only have they expanded the powers of the D.C. police, but they're actually making other uh, areas in the country, like San Francisco, that the D.C. police are now going to have headquarters. So the Democratic Party is essentially putting together their own police force, and they're going to nationalize it, and they only answer really to Nancy Pelosi. What do you think about that? Sounds like the SS. Yeah, I think that there's definite ties there, and the way that things are run... Um, you know, it definitely appears to be that way. In my mind, you know, I know a little bit more um, with connections to the system, but yeah, there's definitely nefarious things afoot with her and her little arm. Well, feel free to share with uh, any tie-ins to the system. Uh, in fact, maybe I'll, I'll make a segue for you, Jesse, because I don't know if anyone saw the images from their vigil they did on the steps of Capitol Hill yesterday. Man, was that ever creepy. So all of the Democrats, after giving these impassioned speeches about how their lives were so at risk, mind you, not one of them got a scratch on them, okay? Not one person got a scratch on them. But their lives were at risk. Well, I guess, Jesse, that's because their protectors ran away. <laughs> that, that might be part of it. That's exactly what I was going to say. Um, yes, they, for momentarily, they were left alone in the dark, in the tunnels, without a protector to take them by the hand and lead them through. But maybe it was a good thing, Jeff, that they didn't get through, because if they did, there was military stationed at the entrances and exits of the tunnels. So, you know, it probably was a good thing that they turned around and went back into the Capitol, you know. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> and, and listen, there, there's quite a few people here who might, might be just tuning in for the very first time because we're starting to do these lives and we're picking up new audience members, just so you have a bit of a background. Uh, Jesse is, uh, is the co-host. My name is Jeff. Uh, Jesse Zaboder is the co-host here on this show. We've been doing a show together for, uh, well, about a year and a half now. We've got over 300 episodes, and we do some really, really deep dives. And what's special about Jesse is her background. 
Uh, Jesse was raised in the Illuminati system. I've actually seen her birth certificate that actually has the Illuminati symbol on it. Uh, she was raised to be in the highest position uh, called a mother of darkness was her training for and the mother of darkness is and Jesse correct me if I get anything wrong here, although I think I know the story well enough. Uh, the mother of darkness or there's five people who sit on, in those chairs and they effectively communicate with Lucifer and then hand out all of the instructions to the quadrants around the world in the Luciferian system. And eventually it trickles down into the politicians, into the religious leaders, into uh, your police staff sergeants, uh, chiefs, judges, everything, all the places that they are, you know, ha infiltrated because there's probably 30 million Luciferians in the United States alone as we speak. And in Canada, if you do the percentages, let's say 10% uh, rule, that would mean there's about 3 million in Canada. Yeah, no, you did a good job breaking that down. Um, yeah, so because of that, you know, um, there are, we'll just say, um, there's places or individuals that I'm aware of who have been in the system. So, you know, I've been bringing my story forward to contacts within our, you know, the individuals who are working to end the crimes against humanity, the crimes against children, and to, um, um, you know, give America back to the people. Um, so with that, you know, testimony, um, you know, a week before this Capitol incident, um, individuals in our military were told where, um, you know, entrances and exits into that tunnel system were. And, you know, they already were going through there, getting ready. Um, they knew that that was going to be a time where um, these individuals were going to try to flee and use that as a way to escape. But that plan was thwarted. And uh, what ended up happening was that um, the protectors who um, protect these elite people, um, you know, they've taken lifelong vows to do so. Uh, there's a lot of those individuals who have wanted out of this system. And so, you know, they've been working with us. And so that day, um, those individuals did not show up uh, like they were supposed to. And basically, um, they each, you know, went into hiding and went off the grid. And that was their escape out of the system. And it allowed the military then to go in and make arrests um, for people who were in the Capitol building um, that are involved with this system. Sorry, I was typing. <laughs> Sorry for the break there. I, I, listen, I'm a guy. I can only do one thing at once. <laughs> I cannot type and talk at the same time. It will not come out uh, very good. So, so last night, Jesse, the Democrats put stood on the steps in order, all wearing black, uh, with holding candles and praying to the God of their power. And why do I say that? Because trust me, folks, they do not worship the same God, Jesus Christ, the risen one that we do. They did some kind of ceremony right on the steps that you know, they were all wearing black. Well, Jeff, it, it could have been very reminiscent. You know, it may have been a a sign that, you know, the darkness is about to be illuminated. But, uh, you know, I'll just put that out there, you know. Well, and of course you would have, because Jesse's website is IlluminateTheDarkness.com. Go to illuminate the darkness. I mean, it could have been a signal of their surrender, Jeff. We don't know yet. We don't know. But what was creepy to me, Jesse, was they're all in black and they're doing this ceremony. 
but there was one person, and I haven't identified the person yet, dressed in red. And I'm just thinking it was some witch because it was a female, <laughs> you know. I'm thinking they had some witch there, uh, and maybe it was a Congress member, probably was. Uh, I just have, I just saw a distant picture and I couldn't zero in and identify it. And then Nancy, although she was wearing all black, you know, had a red, uh, jacket on underneath her, uh, her overcoat. And, uh, is there any significance to that, Jesse, of just with the, uh, the red and the black? Um, there can be, uh, the odd thing is that like, you know, we'll just say like usually the individuals who would be wearing red would either be high priestesses for certain rituals or, um, parts of their elite security team, which would be, um, the sisters of light. So it very well could have been a, a regent or a quadrant sister of light who was joining them. Um, I would have to see where the individual was. Do you know where she was uh, positioned within yes. so, that group? Like was she on the outside or in the middle? They were they were lined up on the steps in rows. She was on the front row. Uh, if you were facing them. Uh, it would be just behind the podium, about three or four people to the right, is my estimation. Okay, so more towards the front, though. Front row. Front row, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not sure we'll have to look into that, maybe do a little more research into that, but it is very interesting, and then... I found it interesting after the group had assembled, there was somebody that I noticed who um, joined from the left-hand side, kind of like the middle of the steps and stuff. Um, so I kind of had my eyes on that individual and trying to figure out who that was who was joining in late because usually they, it, you know, with their rituals, they're precisely timed so once you start a ritual, you're not going to have anybody coming in or going out, usually. So, well, that is very interesting. And uh, yeah, listen, we, we I just got glances. I didn't see the video of it, uh, but you know, just, it just see, certainly seemed suspect, and it seemed ominous. It looked ritualistic to me and of course i suspect everything <laughs> these days is a ritual of some kind because we know who these people are now and, and by the way it's not just the democrats folks if you're new to the show i'll tell you i am thoroughly convinced there's only one party in dc and then there's probably about five people who are outliers who are just got in by uh by beating the system and having a strong community it's all one party, folks. The left and right decision is only to keep to so you think you have a choice and so you think you have a voice. It is part of the deception, folks. Uh, the government is in a loop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, that's right, straight. Uh, DC is the demonic party. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's, uh, we talked about Doug. Let's talk about Kirsten W. a little bit. Uh, Kirsten, uh, you know, she, she brought out a, a lot of intel, uh, at, towards the end of their last, uh, you know, last couple of months on the broadcast. She really seemed to be starting to focus more on the Lord and claimed to be a Christian, which I did not see in the, uh, you know, a year ago when I kind of just first discovered her. Uh, so that is a really interesting uh, part to this. Uh, she was associated by some with some people that I consider questionable. You know, uh, one of them's a street fighter. Uh, another one is uh, says, you know, uh, and Jesse's going to hate me for this, but, uh, you know, says he's CIA, uh, Space Force, uh, Navy SEAL, you know. All these things, and I think these people are suspect. And by, and by the way, that person just happened to live, move next door to her. But they lived in the Sarasota, Florida area, 
But reports are she's in the hospital in Santa Monica, if I've read that correctly. And so why would you go from Florida where everything is open and they actually have treatments and go to Santa Monica? And if she was going to Santa Monica, she was quite, uh, she is quite a, uh, a promoter, you might say. She enjoyed fame. She was a model. She was an actress. She liked to be in the spotlight. She always advertised where she was going. And listen, maybe she did. I haven't followed her closely. But from what I'm reading last night and this morning, there's really no indication of this. So there is a lot of questionable stuff. And then uh, there's the note, I guess, by the uh, the Street Fighter guy uh, that says he was rushing to get there. And I wonder how close he lives because rushing to get there implies you were close. Uh, to me, that's just an implication. I don't know if that's the case. But when you say I'm rushing to get there, it's not like I'm rushing to get and wait at an airport and then I'm going to fly there and then try to hail an Uber. And, you know, that just uh, that, and listen, I'm just I'm just trying to put the pieces together, folks. I'm not making accusations. I'm not. It just seems a little bit odd to me uh, that uh, that that was the case. And they were going to rescue her from a hospital, apparently. Uh, but Jesse. You told me something this morning that you had actually given instructions. Do you want to bring that out? Yeah. Um, David Zublik had brought out yesterday about her while I was uh, doing my live show with him um, on his channel and uh, had asked, you know, that we keep her in prayers and things and had said, you know, asked if I knew any way to kind of help out. And so I gave, you know, explicit directions, and that included that, you know, as a chaplain, there's uh, when people decide, they call it AOL, you know, but when people decide to leave a hospital and refuse treatment, there is a process they have to go through and usually the chaplain will be called to that situation and try to convince them to stay. Um, you know, if the person insists, then the hospital must give them paperwork that allows them to sign and say, you know, I'm refusing treatment and I'm leaving. And um, I've had situations where they even call in the police or the hospital security and try to make that person stay. Um, you know, so I didn't know Kirsten's situation, but I just said, you know, what she needs to do is three things. First, you know, she needs to ask to talk to the administration and she needs to request that paperwork and clearly state, I am refusing treatment I am leaving. And then, you know, she can call the, have the nurse come in and she can say, I want you right now in front of me to document in my chart that I am refusing all medical treatment from this hospital and I am leaving and I'm exercising my right. Um, you know, whether it's a, I, you know, I have the right to get a second opinion. I have a right to get a third opinion. I have a right to get that opinion from another hospital, from a different doctor, and I am choosing to leave. And you do not have my permission to treat me. And uh, then um, I instructed for her to call the state ombudsman in that area and um, after, she, you know, she basically states the same things, that this is the hospital I am at. Um, I am refusing treatment, and they are refusing to allow me to leave, um, you know, and denying me my rights. And so then the ombudsman has 24 hours to report and check out the situation and investigate. Um so, you know, I instructed her to do those three things and then just to get up and walk out. And even if they sent police to just leave. Now, the sticky situation is that if it is, um, 
a situation where they believe that person has, you know, what they consider a communicable disease, like whether it's smallpox or tuberculosis or something that can be, that they've not identified, what the hospital must do in order to keep that patient then is that they have to um, declare it a quarantine situation and then they have to follow proper quarantine oh. regulations and that means that any staff dealing with her must therefore be fully equipped with hazmat materials and uh, they must treat it like that with a quarantine situation. So that's the only way they can hold somebody against their will and bring in the law enforcement and have the law enforcement make that person stay. Um, otherwise, it is a violation of patient rights. So um, that was the instructions that um, I had shared. And, uh, you know, I have not received confirmations from those individuals that she has passed. Uh, so, you know, as far as I understand, we're praying and hoping that she has not that, and that she's been able to um, execute some of that plan to remove herself out of that situation and from that hospital. Those are brilliant instructions. One thing I was thinking of, and, you know, just in, in the way the way that I do think about things, Jesse, a little bit out of the box, but if they wanted to do the quarantine thing, I would say, look, I'm not paying. You know, hit them in their pocketbook. Uh, no money, no funny. Let me out of here. You're going to be working for free, you know. Right. And and that's the catch when you, you bring in the ombudsman. Um if they have violated patient rights, it's huge fines. Like it's five to ten thousand dollars based on the violation, but then that they receive it for each individual who was involved in that situation. So if a doctor's refusing, um, or the nurse, like if the nurse refuses to document that the patient wants to or is leaving the hospital. Um, then for each of those people, there would be the hospital would get a $5,000 to $10,000 fine for each violation against the patient. So it can get pretty spendy uh, when the ombudsman gets involved. And one of the uh, one of the people here, uh, IMF Bones, said that she follows or this person follows the channel and for Kirsten W. And apparently she did have. A, uh, according to our, our, the text here, uh, she did have an event in Southern California. So, you know, may, maybe it isn't as weird as we think. Uh, maybe all of the rumors are true. Uh, I know someone else said that Patriot Street Fighter uh, had announced this on his channel, and I do know that he was close to her, uh, very close. But, you know, again, when we only see texts and things like that, where I, I personally know because I followed Doug a little bit closer, uh, you know, I know some people around him and that he had, you know, some definite, uh, you know, health issues and things like that. And so I do believe that he has passed and uh, and rest in peace. And, you know, it, maybe some things are starting to line up for Kirsten W. Uh, but still, uh, I would suspect that uh, uh, I, I just can't get past the feeling of foul play. Uh, in, in fact, even with both of them, I just... You know, right now, from what I know, what with what was happening with Doug, uh, Doug, you know, it wasn't he wasn't like going to be on his deathbed. Uh, and then this happened on January 6th. Uh, from what I understood, you know, he was making progress. And listen, medical, when they want to do something, they can they can do things. Uh, you know, they've saved people from what much worse situations. And, you know, uh, and with Kirsten W, you know, listen, we know. Uh, people are going in with the Rona are being given remdesivir and, you know, that creates a, a kidney leaks and water into the lungs and all kinds of stuff. And then they're put on ventilators, which is, you know, basically, you know, a, a, a sentence uh, that people are given. So, you know, the, the tyranny has been exposed and to think that hospitals are not uh, above this at this point, it, it just, 
you know, we can't put anything out of it. Let's face it. It is the pharmacia. And that is what, uh, part of this, uh, people call it the awakening. I call it the beginning of the harvest because people are starting to realize that God is the only solution for this. So Jesse, um, why don't, uh, I pray for, for Doug's family. And then maybe if you could just say a prayer for Kirsten, uh, we don't know his status, but if you could say a prayer for her as well. And then, then we'll open it up and we'll take a couple calls. And again, if when we do take a couple calls, uh, I do want it to be respectful, please, uh, of, of these. I will hang on you if you're disrespectful of either of those individuals. If you want to talk about something that relates to this, okay as well. Uh, but we're only going to take a few calls. We This was an unplanned live, so we're not going to be too long here. Uh, especially if you're a fan of one of those people, uh, we want to give you the platform to say your thoughts. Uh, so, Heavenly Father, we just come before you. God, we thank you that we're, you're a good God. We thank you that you've counted the hairs on our head and you know our days you know every thought you are you are above all things and god because both of these people and i'm going to speak for doug right now because he proclaimed your name we know that we know that he is with you right now father god and he's looking down and and he but he's actually he's probably just looking around because he's in such a wonderful place father god so we thank you for to save for his salvation but lord we do pray you send the comforter for his young family we pray that you send the comforter that they know that their father is in a good place and father we do pray for provision for the family because they're going to go into hard times it's not only emotionally hard but lord we Pray for your provision for their family. May there be an outreach of people who uh, got to know Doug even through the media, Father God, that, that there's some level of people coming forward and assisting this family, making sure that they are comforted uh, not only by your spirit but by by fellow Christians in particular, and even people who are non-Christian who just have love for this family. So I pray for them right now. You surround them, and we give you praise, Jesus, because you know all of our days. Even if these uh, this death was malfeasance or you know done on purpose, whatever it was, we don't know God, but we know that you are in charge, and we give you praise. Lord, we don't have all the answers, but we know that you do. We know that you are the only one who can see into the hearts of men and women. And so we just thank you for all who have gathered here today. I just pray for each one that um, hears the news of these deaths or possible deaths, Lord, that you would continue to use these things to draw us into that deeper relationship with you. That as we hear of things in the news or things in the world around us that bring anxiety and fear, um, let us just fall on our knees before you and draw all the closer, knowing that you are our healer, you are our protector, you are good. And for each of us, um, there's not a single one of us who can run away from that moment of death. Um, from the day that you spoke us into creation, you have ordained the days for each of us. And all that we can do is just be in that moment with you and, and not fear, uh, but trust that when that time comes, that it's simply a step. All we have to do is take your hand and take one step out of this world and into the next and into eternity. And I thank you that um, that in those moments we know that you were with us and that you were with Doug and Kirsten. You're with their families. You're with their friends. Um, even as we are uncertain about what happened to them exactly, and there's a lot of um, there's a lot of concern. There's a lot of puzzle pieces. There's a lot of 
things that we don't understand or have the answers to. But, Lord, we know that you do. And so we just put our eyes upon you, and we ask that you would show us how to navigate through these things. I ask a special hedge of protection upon every single host, Lord, um, whether we agree with them or not, Lord, we are the front lines out there. And I just ask for that protection that you would guard us and protect us against the evil one, that you would preserve our lives, preserve the lives of our family members, our close friends. Um, we know that as we're in the front lines of this war, that there are casualties to that war. Um, but I ask that you would be our strength, our comfort, and that you would hold us close um, through those times of grief and that you um, would just allow us to still have hope and love and laughter in light of all these things. And so we praise you and thank you that you were with us in these times. And we ask for all these things in your powerful name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let it be so, Lord. And uh, thank you for remembering the rest of the hosts. We, we also just pray that uh, that these other hosts get clarity and message and uh, don't go down the the trap of the great apostasy and the strand and things like that. The collective consciousness they're talking about, it's blasphemy to God. And, uh, we don't want to blaspheme God. That's a... Uh, that's a that's a ticket to hell, you know. As far as I I'm, I'm concerned, anyways. So we pray for them, and we pray for clarity of message. We pray for revelation for all of them. Lord, use them mightily. Use them in this war, because we are at war. In Jesus' name. Okay, we're gonna take a couple calls. If uh, if you want to call in again, keep it respectful. Keep it clean. Uh, we don't like to have swear words. It's not that we haven't heard them before, uh, but we do try to keep this clean and, uh, and we try to honor, we want to, we don't try to, we do honor God on our shows. So uh, we ask that you keep that in mind. So if you want to call in, you can call in now. And if not, we'll just, uh, we'll close. Okay, Hello. So we have a few calls. We're one at a time, and we'll start with Jennifer first. Jennifer, welcome to Right On Radio. Oh, thank you, Jeff. Um, I'm really excited to be on online because I'd love to say to you personally um, how grateful I am that I um, ran into you and how it's changed my relationship with the Lord. Been about a 22 year search. And I'm just so grateful for your information because it really has changed my life. So thank you. Well, Jennifer, thank you for those words. Uh, when we hear those words, we're extremely thankful. And we realize the responsibility we have on us to really uh, disseminate and give you the truth as best as we can. And uh, Jesse has not only impacted my life and brought me way closer to the Lord, uh, but I know the renowned effect that she's had on tens of thousands of people, tens of thousands of people, I'm sure, at this point. And uh, it's my pleasure to be working with her and uh, and serving you, Jennifer. And by the way, Jennifer, if you were the only one listening, we would do the show for you. Well, we really, we really appreciate it. Um, I have to say, I, I've... I changed my entire career trajectory. I was, I was um, doing new age courses, 
and I was um, in search of answers. And really what Jessie has done for me um, and every one of her viewing audience has, it's just, it's deeply transpiring So um, and transforma- transformative. So um, I can't believe... Filled with that thread. So thank you so much, and thanks for giving me the opportunity to say that. Well, you as well, Jennifer. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang up on you, and I'm gonna go to Anita next. And Jesse, I did I had to mute your microphone, so when you want to pipe in, you'll have to unmute. But I think we were getting the echo from your phone. But thank you very much for the call, Jennifer. Thank you. All right, and hello. Uh, you are on right on radio. Welcome to the Friday Live Edition. Oh, I'm excited. Thank you, Jeff. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Jesse. Oh, tell me you're hearing good, me. Good morning to you, and you're coming through loud and clear. Okay. Okay. Yes, uh, I was not going to miss an opportunity to uh, speak to you two. And um, I won't, I, I called um, before, but I just want to say that like Jennifer was saying, you two have changed my life. And Jesse really, um, some time ago, just really impacted me in a way that I don't have words for. And... I, at one point, I thought, there's nobody on this planet that can love and admire this woman any more than I do. But come to find out, <laughs> there are lots of them um, who maybe love her as much as I do. Uh, you two are great, and uh, we appreciate you, and I share as much as I can. I'm beginning to learn other platforms but I just wanted to thank you and uh, the prayers that uh, that were were told that would be going out for me. I appreciate that, and please continue. And the audience, please pray for me too. God knows the needs, and I just want to grow spiritually and pray better, be stronger, and uh, do right all the way around as a patriot, as a woman. As a Christian, most importantly. But anyway, thank you, too. Couldn't pass up the opportunity to tell you that I appreciate you and I love you. Well, we love you, too, Anita. And you gave me the perfect segue to invite you and everyone listening to our Telegram channel, which is on Telegram. Download the app Telegram. Search for Raycon Radio. We have four channels. We have... A prayers channel, which is only for prayers. We have a chat channel where you get to know your community and get to chat about things uh, with like-minded individuals. And we have a digs channel where people just throw intel, and it's the Wild West. We let almost anything on the digs channel. And then we have our main channel, which is more curated news. But on our main channel, on Saturday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have our Sing and Poor prayer celebration every Saturday night. And I'm telling you, if you want to experience the Holy Ghost, if you have a prayer need, if you know someone who needs prayer, this is where we fight. And let me tell you, there are some dynamic prayer warriors who are leading it. Jesse and I are usually there, but we have our our two ladies from Singapore who are super powerful in the spirit. I'm telling you, they knock down walls when they pray, and you got to be there. If you want to experience the Holy Spirit, I will guarantee you by by the word of God, God says he will show up. When two or more are gathered, he says he will show up. And when we love the Lord as much as we do, I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is there and miracles are happening. We're getting testimonies from these prayer celebrations. We call it a a prayer celebration because it is a celebration. We sing songs. And by the way, you don't even have to be a singer. You can sing a song and just love on your God. There's no judgment. There's nothing. If you need prayer, 
come on in. If you're praying for a loved one, come on in. Join us Saturday night, Singapore prayer celebration on Telegram. It is something that you should be. If you're in this fight with us, that's where we fight. So thank you so much, Anita, for your call. I'm going to let you go, and we're going to bring in Bridget. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Jesse. Good morning, Bridget, and welcome Can you hear to me? Right On Radio. Thank you so much. Um, I just wanted to thank you both as well. I also have been listening to Kirsten and to Doug. In the year 2021, I became awakened to things that Jesse was talking about in her podcast with you. And I joined Kirsten's channel, um, paid a monthly fee of like $4, and she had some incredible stories on there about the underground military bases. And it was Gene Decode, and she did maybe 30 different videos with him. And that's where I really woke up. I'm a, I'm a little bit older than Jesse. I'm a military kid. I, I grew up on and around Air Force bases. And thank the good Lord, I never was put into child care there. My mom stayed home with us. But my point is to draw, draw a little bit of information to Kirsten. Um, because in the fall, she really opened up and talked about her differences between her and the other host you mentioned who, was the seal and um she's a, she said I'm she's a Jesus girl she takes the sabbath she prays I was a little suspicious about all a lot of things about her but she was very open and was from Singapore and talked about her family she wanted to go back and visit her dad he was you know suffering from dementia so several things didn't line up when I read about this yesterday and and watched um, Scott McKay announcing it. I, I kind of wouldn't be surprised if she was just tired of doing these, you know, podcasts and videos for five years. She's been giving intel. Uh, she might have decided, decided to take a little permanent vacation from it and kind of go underground, under what, whatever you want to call it, under cover. Um, it, it is suspicious the fact that they announced it on the 6th. Of January, you know, makes me wonder too, you know, is it coordinated? But I am very interested to follow the story. I appreciate that you all uh, allowed me to call in here to your podcast. Um, and I, I'm just, I'm just really thankful to be learning the truth. And I, I've, I've just suspected ever since 1988. <laughs> that uh, what was going on in D.C. was happening and all around the world. And I, I lived in D.C. for five years and just felt the darkness. And um, I'm just so grateful to know the full truth now. And uh, I just am grateful to be part of this movement of people who are exposing the truth. So thank you for taking the time to come on today. We really appreciate you all. Um, I'm, I'm raising two kids that are truthers and one is not so much yet, but we're, we're all grateful for you all being willing to take the time to expose truth. And we do pray for your safety and your family's safeties. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Well, Bridget, thank you for coming on and for sharing that. And uh, just a couple of quick comments. I, I know that uh, Gene uh, Decode was close to, Kirsten and uh, and I also started listening to Gene when he first came on the scene. Uh, I believe he ha- does have a heart for God, uh, but I also think he has gone way new age stuff, great apostasy stuff he's spewing out right now. Uh, but he has given uh, great uh, information on the tunnel systems and things like that. But uh, one thing that, uh, you know, right on radio has an advantage over almost every other broadcast in that particular subject matter is Jesse has been in the dumps. Jesse has been in the tunnels. Uh, when I've talked to Cisco Wheeler, who's, uh, another guest and another person who was raised in the system at, with Jesse, actually, uh, Cisco has been on the mag trains and things like that. And, uh, 
So we have firsthand knowledge of these places and we know where the gates are. And, uh, and if you think that the truth has been exposed, you ain't seen nothing yet because the project that, uh, Jesse is bringing forth right now is going to rock everyone's world. And in fact, I think it's going to change the world. Any thoughts on that, Jesse? I can't wait. I cannot wait to hear it. <laughs> yeah, I know we're working hard and you're right, Jeff. It's, it's going to shake the heavens and the earth. So it'll, it'll be pretty exciting. And, uh, you know, behind it is, you know, really just revealing the power of God that's been with us all along and, um, you know, things that the system has tried to hinder and suppress our relationship and connection with the Lord. And, um, you know, it's just stepping into who we really are and walking in that authority of our kingdom rights that the Lord has given to us. And, and I'll even give a little bit further supplemental information. And, and I'm not an expert. I'm trying to catch up with Jesse. So if I say something wrong, I will retract this at a later time. But what God has given Jesse, essentially, and Jesse has been sharing some documented proof of these things, essentially, God is unlocking how he created the universe and us. And what are some of the remedies through him and his power? If that's not a tease, I don't know what is. Uh, it's very, very complicated stuff, but yet God is giving us revelation. And when we bring it out, it will be easy. Yeah, it's certain will be easy to grasp and that's been our goal is to be able to put these things in words that are very digestible and that you know to show you straight from scripture how it all aligns with God's word and how to you know put that into effective prayer amen and thank you so much for the call Bridget I'm in a uh, disconnect with you, and we're going to take our last caller. And then uh, right after our last caller, uh, stand by, don't leave, because I'm going to have two very quick but big announcements. And one has to do with our next caller. And actually, okay, um Actually, I'm going to take one extra caller, and then I'm going to go to Joe. So hang on, Joe, because I, I saw this uh, person was calling in, and I think they have something interesting to say. So just hang on, Joe. You'll you'll be uh, you'll be after that. So just hang on. Okay, GFRU, you're on the broadcast. Welcome to Right On Radio. Blue. Hello. Uh, thanks for taking my Hello. call. Hello. You hear me? Thanks for taking my call. You you. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, I love your work. You guys are really doing uh, a great job, and uh, I'm praying for you all the time. Uh, I was in D.C. as a witness last year, uh, just called there to uh, to put my feet on the ground and pray. And uh, Jesse dropped the bomb at the beginning, and you were typing, and she didn't follow up on it. But she said that those people were chased into the tunnels and the military chased them back. So what does that mean? That they're caught there or there's something else going on in that? Oh, so the reason I didn't follow up is uh, they they didn't know their way to the tunnel system over um, back in the Capitol building, and I do believe that there were arrests that were made, and uh, that has been some of the information that I have received. So that's all I can really say about it. I can't say per se who, but I believe that it included all the individuals who were there um, who they have identified as working with the system either on the 
evil side or the light side of that system. And my friend, I didn't get your name. I just had to mute your microphone because there was some noise. But if you want to uh, to speak again, you can just unmute now. Okay. I'm, my name's Greg, and uh, I've been listening to you guys, and you're doing a, a great job, and I'm praying for you, and I appreciate you. Thank you. Hey, thank you, Greg, and thank you most of all for your prayers. Uh, that is the thing that we really, really need. So, Greg, I'm going to disconnect from you. Thank you for your call, and we're going to go to our last call, and that is none other than Pastor Joe. Welcome to the live this morning, Pastor Joe. Good morning, my friend. God bless you, and Jesse, God bless you as well. I really just wanted to say it's a pleasure to wake up this morning and know that I have friends that are ministering powerfully to people. Your support, even education as a young pastor trying to grow in my my walk with the Lord, you guys are helping so much. Keep doing what you're doing. God bless you. Well, thank you, Pastor Joe, and I appreciate that. So uh, that gives me the perfect segue once more. Our Saturday night sermon will be up on Podbean and other platforms like Odyssey and Twitch and, uh, and a few others. We're on Apple and Spotify and uh, lots of, lots of other platforms. But Podbean, uh, right now while we're on in YouTube jail is the main thing. Now we might be out of YouTube jail as of tomorrow. We're supposed to be, but it seems that they are breaking their own rules to suppress the truth and to get, you know stop the movement because let's face it if people believe in god they don't put the government at the top of the power chain and the government does not like that they want to be your god but every saturday night at 7 p.m we have the saturday night sermon and joe is doing a brilliant series on wisdom because needing wisdom going into this year is going to be very key with all of the disinformation, misinformation, the lies that are being spread, the mockingbird media. When you know the word of God, you will be able to disseminate the truth. You cannot spot a fake unless you are in the word of God. And one of the best things that Joe does on his sermons, in my opinion, is not only is it Holy Spirit led, but he gives you a lot of reading of the word. And if you're not one that reads the word often or whatever, you literally can get a weekly fill of the the word of God just in the Saturday night sermon. So Saturday night at 7 p.m., that is Eastern Standard Time. That will be on air tomorrow right ahead of the Singapore prayer celebration and listen the last thing is uh you know we said we fight in our Singapore prayer celebration that is really where our fight is because everything starts in the heavenly but we also take action in the physical and how can we do that you can take action in the physical because faith without works is as useless as a screen door on a submarine that's right folks Instead of giving all your money to the cabal, instead of supporting these mega corporations that are working against you, you're paying them to poison you. Read the ingredients on just your basic household items. They're killers. You could take the same amount of money and buy North American made. That's right. Made in Canada, made in the United States. You take the exact same money and it supports Jesse and I and the Right On Radio team that we have working with us. So it supports, it keeps the money in the kingdom. And how do you do it? You do it by taking a stand. It's time for you to take a stand. It's 2022. Start off the, the year right. Uh, start being better to your family, start pouring more into the kingdom, more into your local economy, and you do that by taking a stand. And how do you take a stand? You simply go to mylibertystand.com. You'll be taking a stand for liberty, which means your freedom, and we don't have freedom unless we have small businesses, mom-pa shops, and things like that. And, and you know, having the good products, better superior products, Go to mylibertystand.com. It is a shopping club. You will be contacted on your cell phone. The first point of contact will be a text from someone, and it is one of your fellow right-on-radio listeners. They're not professional salespeople by any means, 
They provide a concierge service and they walk you through the store and they explain the differences. It's no salesmanship. There's no pressure. There's no obligation. Just put in mylibertystand.com. When you get the text, set up an appointment. Check out, see what it's all about. Make your own decision. Well, that's everything for today, folks. Thank you, Jesse, for joining. Thank you for all the callers. And thank you, most of all, for being here. We'll see you Saturday night for the sermon and for the prayer. So in the meantime, remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community.